Good morning, beautiful people. It is Wednesday, hump day, baby. Oh, oh, oh. Um, this is probably gonna be the only hump day where I tell you not to go hump someone, specifically for the fact that I'm sure y'all have all heard coronavirus. Um, obviously, I feel like people are freaking out a little bit more than they should. It obviously is something that we need to keep an eye on and you need to make sure you're following hygiene practices. However, don't go hump the random person at the random house down the road. Don't go see your friends with benefits because y'all might get each other sick. So use your fucking head. Okay, 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 everyone. Hello. Good morning. What is up? It is day 586 of our isolation quarantine. (laughs) Just kidding. Y'all are doing fine. I am actually on day five of no toilet paper, though, because everyone is fucking stockpiling it. I wasn't aware that you could get coronavirus in your ass. Now, in all seriousness, though, I did go to the grocery store with my friend the other day, and holy shit. First of all, we work across from a metro and we were stuck at work all day because, you know, it got busy as it does at work, which I will get into in a second because that's actually surprising to me as well. However, her and I both have some level of anxiety and watching people all day flood into metro and leave with heaping bags of stuff while we're sitting in in work, watching it happen, going, oh God, we're not going to be able to get anything later. And I think we left work at like 6.30 or 7. And we ended up going to about two or three stores. And I think personally, the most terrifying thing was seeing the shelves depleted like that. And it wasn't just toilet paper. We're talking paper towel. All the meats were missing. Lots of fruits and veggies, which I'm seeing in the States, people are not grabbing. And I don't understand that because those actually hold antioxidants and like things like that that are going to help to flush out your system since they are healthy foods. But I do understand getting canned foods and non-perishable items because obviously they are not going to perish, hence the non-perishable part. And if something were crazily to happen or we do actually get... Um, publicly quarantined where they tell you, you know, stay in your own house, then you have stuff to eat. Obviously, we've heard the rumors that public transportation is going to shut down and things like food delivery. So I see the benefit there. However, once again, why the toilet paper? Why? Unless you're sitting there and you are one of those people that whoopsie daisy, never put a condom on and you have 16 children. That's not very common, by the way. But if you are one of those people, I understand stockpiling the toilet paper. That being said, you probably had a shit ton of toilet paper to begin with. No pun intended. But what about all the other people? Bro, I legit ran out of toilet paper the day before they like announced it being this crazy thing in Kingston. And I'm sorry, but coronavirus has been around before. The pandemic is the panic, okay? And guess what? We've all seen the fucking memes. We've all fucking seen it. I know. I know I'm not telling you anything that you haven't fucking heard before. However, if one person, even five people, even a hundred people are going to the store and buying out 
all of the fucking hand soap and hand sanitizer. And they're all young and probably at a low risk of actual issues with this virus. How the fuck are the elderly and everyone else out there supposed to get cleanly? Okay, big old question mark there. You buying all of the soap is not going to stop the spread of coronavirus. Did I make that clear? One person having all the soap ain't stopping shit. Also, I need a toilet paper daddy apparently because let me tell you, I have a car. I drove the fuck around. Mama's using fucking Kleenex at this point, okay? Thank God to my drawer full of takeout napkins. Everyone's like, Katie, this is early. It's Wednesday morning. Why? Why are we talking about your asshole? Well, we're talking about my asshole because I can't fucking wipe it with anything. Because apparently everyone needs to stockpile toilet paper. Let's also remember too, guys, that stores restock. Okay, so I'm really not freaking out that much. Like we can make do. I am prepared. I live alone. My dogs do not use toilet paper. Sorry, I was yawning there. My dogs do not use toilet paper. I don't need a shit ton of toilet paper. I am just looking for like two or three rolls to get me through this period of time. That's all. That is all. Um, Side note though, I did say just a few moments ago that I was going to get into this. So I work in the service industry. That is no secret to anyone. Um, I currently work at two restaurants and everyone is freaking out in the world because of coronavirus. And I understand. I get it. Things are going around. Two fucking weeks ago, two months ago, whatever, no one was really concerned about washing their hands and they were fucking raw dogging bitches. Now it's like, could you please wash your hands? Bitch, you just ate my asshole. What the fuck do you care about? (laughs) Anyways, everyone is freaking out about this shit, okay? And I get it. I understand. I have anxiety, so it's more so the panic that's giving me anxiety, not the actual virus. It's fine. However, I have people messaging me and telling me to be careful at work. Wash your hands. Pretty fucking common sense. As a server, you're supposed to be doing that a shit ton anyways. And don't touch people. And don't touch money. Don't touch money and don't touch people. Don't be around people. That is my job. Did you want me to like squirt hand sanitizer on people's money before I grab it? Like I'm confused. I'm confused. Stop. Please stop. Please stop sending me these horrible, horrible, horrible tidbits of advice because I'm not an idiot. I appreciate the concern, I suppose. However, I can't not touch anyone and I can't not touch money. Also, even it's not even just physical money. It's like, okay, if someone uses a debit or a credit machine, I hand it to them. What am I taking a Lysol wipe out with that and fucking wiping it down as soon as they hand it back? Because then I touch it, and then Susie Joe Brown touched it, and then another fucking table touched it. So 
I appreciate the concerns, everyone. I really do. But it's causing more panic to people in industries like ours by sending the messages like that because it's not something I can physically stop doing. Unless people are going to start e-transferring me money for their fucking bills so that I can pay it personally, which I don't want them to do. I'm just saying there's literally no way for me to not interact in a physical way with people at work. Now, I have a few friends that are legitimate dancers. You can't see my hands. I'm air quoting dancers. They are in the sex work industry. And I am not shaming that. Y'all know I'm a huge supporter. However, what the fuck are they doing? I should get my friends on the phone and ask. Because when people message me and they say, don't touch people, don't touch money. I'm like, okay, well, I kind of have to do that. The first thing I think is what are the strippers doing? Let that sink in as well. Especially like, what if y'all getting it all up in your coochie? You know, when they do that fun thing. I used to know how to do that. I mean, I'm sure it's not too hard. I could probably pick it up again. Again, no pun intended. Where they like lick their hand, put that moisture down on their coochie, and then they pick up someone's dollar dollar bill, y'all, with the coochie. Like, how are y'all making sure that your coochie is not infected or affected? Whatever. Also, why was no one freaking... Like, everyone is always like, careful when you touch money. Make sure you wash your hands after you touch money. Dancers have been doing that this whole time. And you know what? None of them have coronavirus all up in their hoo-hahs. So there's that. I don't know. But my point to all this is over the last few days, and again, I don't live in the States where I feel like it's a bit more prevalent, where everyone's freaking the fuck out. Um, But in Canada, in Kingston specifically, um, especially over the past weekend, all the Queen's students decided to um, celebrate for St. Patrick's Day on the Saturday. And... Yes, there was definitely a reduction in the amount of people that were out and about, but it was definitely not stopping people, okay? Um, Queens, I know I personally saw the email sent out things saying try not to party, you know, obviously don't go into areas where there are a lot of people, um, you're susceptible to this virus, yada, 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 that was not stopping people. So while my girlfriend and I are sitting in our job, in our place of work, and we're watching people flood into this metro and they're bringing out food and toilet paper, toiletries, non-perishable items, yada, 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 all this stuff, we're like, okay, but yet there is still a full restaurant in here. So we got two halves of the population doing two different things. We got one getting ready to self-quarantine and then we've got another that's literally not giving a fuck. I guess in a way I am in the not giving a fuck section because I'm still going to work. Um, But yeah, people obviously did not, in Kingston at least, think that this was too big of an issue. Like I said, less people went out for St. Patrick's Day on the Saturday, um, but there was definitely no um, shortage of people coming in. I mean, I was working from 10 to almost 7 straight because people were continuing to come in. At first, we weren't really sure what was going on. We were a little concerned that uh, it wasn't going to get as busy as we thought. But, you know, we still had stuff to do all day. So people are still going out and about. And I think that everyone's going to be okay. Sorry, not everyone, but most people are going to be okay. You just have to wash your hands, people. And this should have been a practice 
that people were doing anyways. You know, when you touch other things, when you touch money, you touch other people, you're out in public touching door handles, touching things that everyone else is touching. Don't touch your face. Don't touch your eyes. Go wash your motherfucking hands. Wash your fucking body. Wash yourself up. Just follow standard good hygiene practices. This shouldn't be that hard. It really shouldn't. And I can't stress this enough, guys. Like, as much as I'm saying, like, we're all going to be okay or enough people are going to be okay, obviously this is going to affect some people. It's going to affect us all to a certain degree. But we just need to be following the safety protocols that are being laid out for us. Don't think that it's a smart idea just because schools are closed that you should go and bring your children to the mall and to the play place and the playtrium and the fucking trampoline park. That's probably not a good idea. If the schools and places are closing because of potential virus infection, take that to heart. Obviously take everything you hear with a grain of salt, but when you see people being quarantined and the numbers of people dying, it's obviously somewhat of an issue. So no, don't go running around like a chicken with your head cut off and stocking up on millions of dollars worth of shit. But do take into account the fact that this is a real life thing that is happening and listen to what people that are trained for this sort of situation are telling us. Wash your hands. I know I've said that a million times, but wash your hands. Use common sense. Use common sense. Don't bring yourself to an area where a bunch of people are for absolutely no reason. We keep seeing that conferences are being are being canceled, that... Uh, different sports events are being suspended. There is a reason for that. So it just takes everyone a little bit of time and a little bit of courtesy for everyone else in the world to remove themselves from social situations that are unnecessary to help prevent the spread of this and get it taken care of. So the things I stocked up on that I was able to, not that I was like crazily panicking. I just genuinely was like, okay, I should probably get some more food because I live off of Skip the Dishes and food from restaurants that I work at. Now, we are hearing cases of places in Europe and such shutting down the restaurants because the service industry is going to get extremely impacted by this. Now, I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I don't realize that. It's pretty common that when things like this go down, those are the first kind of places that shut down. I will commend Italy, though. So I heard that two or three days ago, when they shut everything down, they then did an amazing thing. They decided to suspend, okay? They suspended everyone's bills, like mortgages, heating, and water, yada, yada, yada. Not suspend the services, but suspend the actual people that live in the fucking place, that they don't have to pay for these things during this pandemic. I think that is amazing because what is worse than wherever you live telling you that you cannot go outside, you cannot go to work, et cetera, et cetera, yet you're still expected to stay at home and pay your bills. Like what exactly do you think is going to happen at that point, guys? Like, I don't know. So I think that is extremely amazing of... Italy to be doing because I know personally like if I was told that I have to stay home but also need to pay like my mortgage and all of my heating and electrical bills I would probably freak the fuck out just from anxiety um and I mean let's be real I feel like they would probably just be chasing people for money that they don't have so it's probably saving them a headache as well 
But um, in terms of things that I stocked up with, and I mean, I say stocked up very lightly, like I said, it's just because if they do end up shutting down the delivery services or I end up not being able to go into my job, I would probably die um, <laughs> if it was for an elongated period of time or just starve a little bit because I do not have food here. I had like one box of oatmeal. So my girlfriend and I went and we got a few things. I got, you know, some frozen pizzas, whatever, just not healthy at all. Um, then, you know, I was actually really surprised because we went to Bulk Barn. Mostly because we're like, look, bitch, if I'm going to be fucking quarantined to my fucking house, I'm going to be watching some movies, drinking some wine, and nibbling on some fucking candies. However, I don't know if y'all have ever been to Bulk Barn, but they have things besides candy. Like they have health food, they have dog treats, they have things like oats and flax and all that stuff, peanuts. None of that stuff was fucking touched. And I feel like that should have been where people were going. Maybe not for the candy aspect of things like we were, but like why were none of those bulk wholesale items being untouched and people are freaking out about fucking toilet paper? Unless you are wiping your fucking ass 187 times a day or some ridiculous number like that, you do not need 50 fucking cases of fucking toilet paper. Unless you're like the aforementioned people that I spoke about with 16 children because they don't know how to use fucking birth control. Okay? So I was actually really surprised that that was not touched, really. Um, Whereas in the grocery stores, there was like lineups down the aisles around the store. People were having to go like two towns over just to fucking get toilet paper. The stores are going to restock, though. Like, I'm really not concerned about this. I will get toilet paper next week. No big deal. Um, In case you're wondering, things Katie picked up at Bulk Barn. Hershey's mini eggs. I think they're called eggies for trademarking and copyright purposes. <laughs> um, not Swedish berries, juicy berries, same fucking thing. Chocolate covered pretzels, because y'all know I love that shit. Wine gummies, because it goes well with wine. And something else, but I don't even know where it is. Some Parmesan little nuggets. I don't fucking know. That I got, then I went and got like a bunch of ramen noodles and shit. As you can add shit to that and it stays forever. Even if I don't use this shit right now and we don't get fucking quarantined, I'm going to eat it at some point. So I'm not too worried about it. The next place I feel like people are going to go is a liquor store. Once they realize that they can't buy toilet paper anymore, all the food is gone, quote unquote gone. Liquor. Honey, if I am quarantined, I'm driving to the fucking reserve first. Mama needs her marijuana. Maybe some wine as well. That's obviously helpful. And best you motherfucking believe, I already stocked up on Bailey's before any of this happened, so I'm not too concerned about that. (laughs) Now, the one thing I will say that is genuinely concerning me is that I'm hearing that dogs can now get this. And y'all know, y'all know just how fucking insane I am as a dog mother, okay? My dogs are literally my children. I claim that they came out of my fur womb. I love them. I would die for them. Would I die for you? And you know, Simone? She's like, yes, mama. We, oui, mama, you would. It concerns me that my sweet little angel baby children, hi, sweetheart, now I'm talking to her, she's climbing on me, could get this virus, okay? Because is there a cure? Hi. Hi, is there a cure for you? Can you talk into the microphone and tell us? 
Yeah. Mwah. So that's a little concerning to me, but you know, I'm just quarantining my babies. Me babies. You're quarantined. You're stuck with me forever. She's looking at me like I'm fucking insane. On that dog note though, guys, let's switch topics here. Holy moly, I just realized the other day. So Simone has finished her um, round, first round of the medication that she got, her anti-seizure medication. And to my knowledge, it's been an entire month, a whole month, baby girl, since she's had a seizure or an episode. And I'm so happy about that. So that's the positives in my life right now. The meds making you better. I am a little bit frustrated with the vet though. They have been super, super helpful. Um, However, so I had explained um, on Instagram before that um, there were a few options for Simone's medication, um, her anti-seizure medication. Um, The one we decided not to go with because she needed um, blood tests every six months to make sure that it wasn't affecting her liver too badly. And I said, you know what, that doesn't make sense to me. If it's going to affect her liver that badly, then I probably don't want to be giving it to her. She's a small dog and she's already going through a lot with the seizures and the epilepsy. So why are we putting extra stress on her body? So the vet agreed and we put her on the, I'm probably going to not pronounce it correctly, but zinifiramide, zinifiramide, something like that. So we put her on that instead. So it's two doses every day. So once 12, every 12 hours. And we've been doing really well with that. And what we did was we went with, I went and got the liquid form. So the liquid form was about 140 something, 150 bucks. And they had said, okay, so this is actually for two months. When I got the phone call from the vet, she literally said, because you're getting it, because this medication is compounded at a different facility specifically for like your dog and then sent, you choose whether you want it in pill form or in liquid. And she said, because it's being made for you, the smallest they can do is two months worth. So I'm like, oh fuck, okay, I'm gonna end up paying 150-ish bucks for this medication every two months. Not too bad. Then I'm realizing this liquid is running out really fast. So I'm freaking out. I'm like, am I giving her too much? Cause that's not good, um, whatever. And when I called to say, hey, I just need to order some more and I think I'm going to do the pill, which I got her this time. I got her the capsules instead just because these syringes were a little finicky for me, but we'll see how the pills go. Um, I talked to the vet tech and I said, hey, do you know by chance, like, am I giving my dog too much of the liquid medication? Because I was told that this should be for two months because that was the lowest amount that I could buy. And the vet tech sits there and does some calculations for me um, because, so the liquid was 150 bucks around that. And the pills she said were going to be about 85 bucks. Okay. For the same amount. And I was like, Oh, that's really weird. She goes, I don't know how they just set the price. Like that's just how it works. I was like, okay, well obviously I would have rather gone with the less expensive one since it's the same fucking medication the first time around, but good to know. But I asked her like, why am I going through the liquid so fast? I was told it was a two month dosage. So she does the calculations and she goes, I really don't know who told you that they must've been confused because she, I don't, whatever. Um, she did whatever calculations, but 60 doses is for one month, right? Because twice a day. And I'm like, you're so right. I don't know why the vet, like, I guess the vet was just confused and thought once a day, that would be two months. 
So that's pretty fucking expensive, man. I mean, I knew it was going to be expensive regardless, but, um, 150 bucks for one fucking, for 60 milliliters. Do you hear that, Simone? You're expensive. She's just sitting there looking at me like, what, mama? I am cute. But you know what? Like I said, I would die for my dogs. So whatever price I need to pay to make sure that she's not having seizures and her epilepsy is not getting any worse. I'm okay to pay that. I'm totally okay with that. So yes, this time around, I ended up going with the capsules. So I thought it was just like a little pill um, because I've had to give my dogs and dogs that I've had in the past um, pills before and it's not a capsule. But when I say capsule, imagine like one of those pills that you can pull apart and there's powder on the inside. So today is the first day that I'm going to be giving her that. So we'll see covering her ears so she knows she doesn't know what I'm talking about, but we'll see how I have to hide that for her. Um, apparently I don't need to open up the capsule and like put the powder in anything. I can just give it to her, but I can't really see a dog. It's not like, I don't know. You can't chew a capsule. So I don't really understand. I don't really understand. Anyways, I will update you guys on how that goes, but, um, that is the stress that I have this morning. It's just figuring out how to give my dog this pill. I'll probably just put it in peanut butter because dogs are greedy for fucking peanut butter. That's the way it is. Um, brought Anna to the vet the other day as well, just for her annual checkup. She is fine. Um, she went from a whopping 11 pounds to a whopping 14 pounds. So she a little chonky. Now I did run into this issue last year too, because of when I got Anastasia, she goes to the vet pretty much the same time every year for her annual checkups. And it's right after winter. And it makes me look like a shitty dog mom. That's not true. It makes me look like a negligent dog mom because every time I bring her in, they're like, okay, but she's like, she's fat. <laughs> she chonky. I'm like, I don't think you guys understand that in the summer, she is like Instagram model peak shape because I live right beside a dog park and she goes to the park like twice a day at least, at least. And we go on like four walks a day so long as my schedule is not super fucky. So it's not like she's not getting exercise. It just so happens that in the winter we go out not at all, if not very, very, very less. And we're not going to the dog park as much because as much as Anna loves to sit in a fucking snowbank and chill in the cold, Simone has no fucking hair close to Simone's or to Anna's, sorry. And she, Simone hates the cold. She will sit there and just look at me shaking and scream. And she's like, eh, mama. Yes. Anna's looking at me like I'm crazy because I am. Hello. Um, so it just, <laughs> Obviously, she's not getting as much exercise. And the vet's like, you need to make sure she's exercising. Like, stop feeding her as much. I'm like, she's not eating any more than she typically would. She's just being a fat lump with me and hibernating because it's fucking hibernation season. Now, the issue, though, is that Anna has luxating patella in her back two legs. So that means that her, like, sockets where her knees are, are too short or too shallow, sorry. And the knees just consistently want to pop out of the socket. This is pretty common in toy breeds. Um, and I knew that she had this when she was about a year and a half, two years old. Because um, I let the vet know that she had had an incident where I was like, I thought she had hurt herself. But then it was fine a few minutes later. So the knee popped out and popped back in. And the vet literally showed me like, boop, boop. While I'm sitting there, she goes, yep. So her knee just popped out and it just popped back in. And I'm like, oh, okay. Like, did it hurt her? She goes, no, it just hurts when it comes out and it can't get back in. So I'm sitting at the vet and the vet is like, feeling Anna, you know, doing her checkup. And she just kind of looks at me as she's touching her back legs. And she goes, so have you noticed any limping or lameness in Anna? And I said, no, but I know why you're asking. Like, is it her luxating patella? 
She goes, yeah, it's not very good. She goes to the vet tech who's typing in the computer. It's about a three. And little Katie, not knowing, I'm not a fucking vet. I don't fucking know. I'm like, oh, is that bad? And she goes, well, that's a three out of four. I was like, oh, fuck. Okay. I'm like, so is that worse than when you first diagnosed her with that? Because I I don't think they ever gave me a level. So she looked back and then, no, they did not put um, on Anna's file what it was at before. But um, she then changed it to about a two or three out of four. And she said the best thing for her to do right now, because Anna's only, she's not even four years old. She's about three and a half. Um, She said the best thing to do for her is just to get her to lose a little bit of weight. Because it's just like if you are like obese or something like that, it's not good on your joints and your body because you have so much weight resting on you. And your body's just not built to handle that. So... Weather's getting nicer. The days have been a little bit less chillier. You know, we're only looking at maybe minus one, if not like right at zero temperature as opposed to, you know, minus 25. So that means Anna will be going outside a lot more soon, getting you some exercise. Mommy can stop being lazy and bring you out. So these are pluses, but the girls are doing fantastic. I'm really, really happy with Simone's, um, progress with her epilepsy and with this medication it seems to be doing exactly what it's supposed to be so I'm super happy with that that makes me a proud mama proud mama that you're both healthy yeah and uh, that just makes me feel like you know we are a young household and we are not going to be affected by coronavirus lol just use common sense now guys I guess really all I can say to you this week is wash your hands Wash your motherfucking hands. You should have been doing that anyways, but wash them. Don't touch your face after you touch other shit. Bring like fucking baby wipes with you, Lysol wipes. Go stock up on Lysol and Clorox wipes. If you're going to use public transit, if you are going to use public transit, wipe the rails and the seat and shit before you sit down. These are just extra precautions. You don't need to be freaking out. Alrighty guys, so as usual, I did record this episode a little bit earlier in the week and now we are sitting at Tuesday at about 11pm and I need to add some updates in here because with this pandemic, things are changing every day. So as I said earlier in the podcast, obviously this is going to affect everyone to a certain degree. I can now personally say that this has affected me greatly. Um, because I work in the service industry, I have been laid off and am currently in the process, like many others, for applying for EI or supplementation for being able to pay my bills, et cetera, et cetera. So that's a little bit of a struggle right now. It's a little bit stressful, but I'm just taking it one day at a time. Um, just gonna, you know, isolate myself, make sure I stay at home. I'm sure my puppies will be very happy about that. Um, I mean, I'm happy that I get to stay home with them, but there's only so much I can do from my house. And given the fact that I have anxiety, it's kind of not helpful to be like alone with your own thoughts, if that makes any sense. Um, because it's like sitting here literally wondering what the fuck is going to happen next. And then, you know, you're hearing news stories and rumors about stuff like people are saying that this is going to last until like June. I know like my dad works for a cruise ship in Kingston and he's like, yeah, we don't start like the cruises until May. I hope it doesn't affect us till then. So you really do have two sides of 
two sides of this coin, I suppose. You have the people that don't think it's going to last too long, or at least they're hoping. And then you have people that are like, realistically, this is going to take forever. So that being said, we're just going to push through and take it every day um, as best as we can, which is awesome. On top of all of that, I will also say that um, when I went into work today before they decided to shut all the restaurants down, um, like I said, I work across from a metro and I saw people leaving with toilet paper. So I ran across the street, grabbed two packages. So I wasn't hoarding them by any means, but you know, I have it for the time being. And as I've said before, it's not like I shit copious amounts. So I think I'm set up toilet paper wise. Thank goodness. My butt thanks metro for restocking. And that's exactly what I said earlier, guys, the stores will restock. So don't Go overboard on shopping for things. Again, I don't understand why people are like stockpiling milk. That's not going to keep for several months. Like get what you need and then leave the rest for other people that also need things. Um, we have had a lot of people kind of doing the mass exodus from Kingston. Students are going home. We've got um, people that are like laid off of work as well, deciding to go see their parents because why not be with the ones you love right now and all that fun stuff. So I just hope everyone's being safe. And those are just the updates since the first recording of the episode. Love you guys. Thank you again, guys, for tuning in this week. I know it's a short episode, but there really isn't too, too much to be talking about. This is a good topic right now to just kind of touch on because it is obviously what everyone is going through right this minute. Wash your hands, wash your hands, wash your motherfucking hands. Also, since you're quarantined at home, if you are, feel free to hit up the podcast episodes you have not caught up on yet. Um, I think we're on episode 13 or 14 right now. So there's at least, at least five other episodes that you, yes, you have not listened to because I can see who listens and a hundred people listen to one and then 12 people listen to another one. So y'all got to catch up on these episodes because you got nothing better to do. And there's only so many shows on Netflix. So head on over, leave a review, send a link to your friends so they don't get bored and they can listen to my fucking banter with myself. And uh, definitely feel free to follow my personal Instagram, which is Katie underscore Simone, Katie with a K, Simone with a C. And of course the cream in your coffee Instagram page, which is cream and coffee, both spelt with a K. Love you long time guys and wash your hands.